You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 103. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 103. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Buttercup. Hello, beautiful. How are you? I am wonderful. How's that uh, farty chair you have? I actually have to sit in another chair. I'm in the kid's chair. Okay, so <laughs> we <laughs> you're not in a kid's chair. It's my chair. It's like, I'm sitting it's on the like ground. A, it's a chair my size. Well, I'm 6'5", so. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So, okay, so we got a comment on Instagram from one of my dear friends and followers, a follower of the show, and she sends me a message and she says, minute 1047, fart noises, dying laughing. And there was. <laughs> so I was like, I promise I'm, I did not have gas. So I'm like, did we... Okay, there's a, first of all, there's no way if we were farting up a storm that we wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't have, have addressed, addressed it, it. Right, right. and like laughed our asses off and <laughs> spliced in like some sort of awesome, like, I farted, jealous. jealous. <laughs> totally. <laughs> or something like that, right? So. No, it's just my office chair. It's made of leather. And 100% leather. It's made of leather. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the SNL references are out of control I already. Know. I know. Um, so I go and I listen to it, and it it totally does sound like fart noises. And I was like, "Holy shit, that's Mr. Smith's chair!" So we tried like putting WD forty on it, like it's and it's, it's leather. It's it's leather, <laughs> and it's just squeaking and squeaking and squeaking. So I was like, "Well, we we have to tell the pod people that." We weren't really farting because if we were, we would have addressed it. We would have owned that shit. Yeah, we would have been like, <laughs> "I farted." Totally jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I got one leg. Do <laughs> you know I looked for that clip? Uh, I've got one leg, yeah. and I can't find it anywhere. No way. No, I was really, really bummed. Like it's a different. Uh, I found a different clip of her, but. Anyway, so when Amy Poehler plays a gal named Amber on SNL and she's fighting for Brett Brett Hart, is that his name? Or Brett Favre? No, not. I don't know. It's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, who's that fucking rocker that wears that bandana? Brett something. Oh, uh, Michaels. Brett Michaels. Brett yeah. Hart is a wrestler, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So anyway, I digress. So hello. Hey, pod people. Welcome. Welcome to this fucking disastrous show. <laughs> just me and you. Show. <laughs> it's just me and you, babe. This is what happens when we do podcasts right before date night. That's true. You know? Yeah, we yeah, just yeah, were yeah. a little squirrely. <laughs> anyway, so we'll have got a really we'll great... We'll get there, guys. We'll get there. <laughs> we're, just get, we're warming up the Warming mics. up. We've got an awesome topic, though. This is um, a, a very sexual-related topic. So yeah, we're going to talk, so, talk about some sexual taboos. And this is going to be a discussion on porn, non-monogamy, and how it affects relationships. Yep. And both of these are listener submissions. So 
uh, questions that came to us specifically from listeners. If you're interested in submitting a topic, just swing by thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast, and you'll see a very easy form that you can, you know, let us know what you want us to sound off about as long as it's relevant to this show. Uh, just a point. I found uh, listening to – I was on Apple TV – and I went to podcasts, and I found the Joy Junkie show. I had to do a search, but I found the Joy Junkie show. So if you, there's another way of listening if you want to pull up your Apple TV. Nice. Yeah. And we're not one of those like diehard Apple people. Not at all. I you mean, know. we have a lot of Apple products, but we do. But we're not like going to be standing outside the fucking Verizon store no. for the li- no, no. Anyway. I don't know why I felt the need to say that. <laughs> Another thing. Another extraneous piece of information that yes. doesn't matter at all. <laughs> all right. So before we jump into this incredible topic, which I think is going to be really meaty, um, maybe we need to do something a little light. Oh, like a... Uh... Would you rather? Yeah. All right. Let's do a would you rather. This one's kind of fun. Uh, you know, The Walking Dead just ended in Jurassic Park 3 or 2 or whatever it is is coming out. So Is I, it really? Yeah, they have another Jurassic Park coming out. So I thought um, this would be a good one. Okay. Would you rather be in a real live version of The Walking Dead what? or Jurassic Park? What? What? That's the question. Fuck. No, would you? Would you rather would be the question. Would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? <laughs> Shut up. Don't tease me. Um, God So you got either it. zombies or dinosaurs. All right. So we've got to look at like, okay, let me. Here's the thing. Okay, what? I'm going to start. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Zombies are slow. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. And if you get bitten by one, you're dead pretty quick, right? I mean, it doesn't take long for you to turn into a zombie. Right. Right. But if you're, like, dinosaurs are, like, 10, 15 times your size. Right. Right? They can be. Even bigger. Right? So you're in, you're a tiny ant on the earth now. Where, you know, zombies are a little slow, but dinosaurs are not. So what you're saying is there's a chance. I'm saying that the <laughs> zombies is where I would go because I would have a little bit of a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yes. <laughs> What's all that one in a million talk? Oh my god, <laughs> the references today. Wait a minute. What was all that one in a million talk? I know. What would okay. you do? No, I, I, that's exactly the line of thinking I was having. Yeah? Yeah, I was thinking, I feel like my chances would be better with a zombie because it's pretty much one type of predator. Right. right? It's and one. you got to stab him in the head, though, or shoot him in the head. You, or... Yeah, but even if I had, like a stick that from the wilderness that I could, could fashion just, into a spear. Yeah, and you could just push them away from you, right? I could push them away, and they're just like, Arr. Right. <laughs> but there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, yeah. But I feel like there's one type of predator. If it was yeah. dinosaurs... You got all kinds. You got we've flying got, ones. Fu- you got... Fu- yes. yes. Everything. <laughs> you name it. Ocean ones. We've got... Land ones. And then not to mention ones that are like the size of fucking buildings. Right. Um... So yeah, I think I think I would go for the zombies, even though that's fucking terrifying. So terrifying, yeah. So yeah, I think I would do that. Oh my gosh, I have to agree. What do you guys think? Ooh, yeah, let us know on the podcast page if you even feel like doing that. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever does, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. I wish we had an interactive way to communicate with people. I know. I'm hoping that because podcasts are becoming so prevalent and everyone and their mother is using this as a form of media, mm-hmm. that they'll make the user interface for podcast apps so much more user-friendly. So much better, yeah. So until then... We're just going to have to we digress. imagine that you're driving to work right now thinking, hmm, T-Rex <laughs> or zombie apocalypse? What am I going to do? But tell me really about sexual taboos. That's what they're really wondering. Yes. Like, they, just toler- that's what we're... they just tolerate our bullshit at the I know. beginning. <laughs> they're like, they fast forward 10 minutes. By the way, would you rather it's for us? Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's fun. Remember when we did shoot the shit sub- segment? Yeah. Yeah, we've had some incarnations. That's kind of what we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All anyway. right, so let's let's talk about this. We've got two different concepts that were presented to us from listeners. And I want to read this to you because I think that a lot of people probably can relate to this. So this listener writes in and she says, and she wrote in twice, so I think this is also relevant. The first... Uh, email that she sent was, I'd really love to get your and Mr. Smith's perspective on something that at first glance doesn't seem to be like a big deal, but it's actually been a really big deal in my marriage. What I want to know is your thoughts, not necessarily on porn, though I'd be interested in hearing that too, which we actually did an episode ages ago. Mm -hmm. It was a while Uh, ago, yeah. Yeah. So if you go to my site and search for it, um, you can find it, but it was one of our earlier episodes. Um, I'll put it in the show notes too. Uh, But on apps like The Chive, which doesn't have porn, but does have lots of women submitting nearly naked pictures of themselves for men everywhere to access on their phones, as easy as opening up an album. This casual attitude around sexuality in today's culture definitely had impacts on my marriage. My husband is former military, and the chive was a big part of their culture, so to speak. But every time I see my husband on the chive, I feel a little sick. Yes, I admit I have insecurities. I also know without a doubt that my husband loves me and my body, but still I find myself obsessing over how many half-naked women he may or may not be looking at every day. And I have some girlfriends who say that they love the chive, but I can't help believing that they're lying to themselves and or to their boyfriend or husband so that they can look like the cool girlfriend or Mm. wife. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Side note, I'm going to look like a very cool wife on this episode, by the way. (laughs) You are a cool wife. You don't look like one. (laughs) I don't look like one? I mean, you don't. You You know what I'm saying. You look like you would wear mom jeans. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That could quite possibly be the most horrific insult somebody could ever give me (laughs) you yeah don't don't say that (laughs) all right anyway um i guess what i want to know is in today's day and age am i being a prude it give me a lot less stress to just be okay with it and i don't want to try to control my husband i just want to know how i'm supposed to feel about this how I'm supposed to feel. And so, of course, that I was like, ah, uh, nope. Yeah. You tell you how you feel about it. Exactly. Um, so we'll get into that. I really need an unbiased perspective. You guys rock, and your advice has already helped my marriage immensely, and a pod on this subject or a broader one would mean the world to me. 
That's okay, awesome. So, How right. awesome. We've already helped someone's marriage. I know. It's worth the podcast right there. I know. It really, that, that means so much to me when I hear Heck that. yeah. Because we kind of throw this shit out into the world and have no idea. No idea. None. Exactly. Until we hear, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I can see that we have downloads, but then when people hit me up on Instagram, which is where I'm most vocal, um, at the Joy Junkie. And I do I do a ton of like content on Instagram yeah. actually. Yeah, you do. It's not You've just got a like here's a picture Instagram of my page. fucking whiskey that I'm drinking. Like, right. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> so then she writes in two days later, and she writes, "Hey, Amy and Mr. Smith, I wrote in a couple of days ago with a question about the chive, and I've realized that the that my question was pretty specific. When there's really a broader question to be answered, I think. I guess the broader questions are how can I be okay with my husband looking at other women." And should I be okay with it? I have this nagging suspicion that even if I had no insecurities at all, I'd, um, oh, no insecurities at all. I'm not sure how the sentence is structured or overcome all of them. I still wouldn't be okay with it because I want to be the best in his eyes. And if he's looking at other women, then clearly I'm not. Oh, wow. So that I have a lot of shit to yeah, say about. Yeah, we got a lot, lot to say about this. So how the hell do I get over that? Many thanks to you for all of that, all that you do. So what's your thoughts? What's your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts are that humans are humans. Um, and the way that we run our relationship, I, I was not always this way. I definitely had uh, insecurities and um, jealousies. Uh, but okay. I've overcome them just by being comfortable with myself, right? But, you know, I, I love the idea of we're humans. Look where you want to look. I trust you that I am the one that you're interested in being with. Right. Right? Like it's saying that um, you can't look at other guys. What are you doing? Right. Like how controlling is that? Right. You know, it feels controlling. I, I think it's controlling. Right. Um, because if my eyes want, if, 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 for instance, if you, or, or let's not say you, let's say if someone is saying you shouldn't be looking at that, the opposite sex that way, or you should, you know, you should be looking at me all the time. It really, um, makes it a taboo and makes it like, well, it makes it almost like you want it more. Cause it's. Cause you're not allowed. Right. But if you're allowed to look, I mean, obviously if you have some self-discipline, Right, mm-hmm. it, you can look and admire someone, right. and still be completely in love, and not have anything wrong. Right? I don't know. That's my first thought. Well, there is a couple of things that came up for me. The first thing is, um, I still when it's this last comment that she makes. I still wouldn't be okay with it because I want to be the best in his eyes, and yeah. if he's looking at other women, then clearly I'm not. Mm. That's a fundamental understanding of sexuality that I don't think is shared between men and women. Yeah. Um, and I did not really understand that in in the early stages of our relationship until I realized. Wait for it that I totally like porn. And Hmm. that's when I really understood, like we went through a phase, like gosh, this is probably like close to 15 years ago now. Oh gosh, no, maybe closer to 18 years ago now because it was before we were married. And I found, you know, porn magazines and 
felt this exact same way. Yeah. And my argument, I mean, you know, I was very young. I wasn't super exposed to to porn or anything of that nature. And I grew up in an extremely conservative, like dogmatic view of uh, of taboo sexuality. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like, how can you say I'm the only one and then blatantly, the only one for you and then blatantly show me that I'm not? Right. Until I mm. then started kind of like opening my mind to it, like, well, maybe I enjoy it. And then noticing that what is stimulating to me about porn has nothing to do with my relationship. It has everything to do with just sexuality. And it doesn't, it's not that I want to have sex with that person that I'm watching on the screen at all. It's that that act is stimulating to look at. Um, Now, I think that there's varying degrees of that when it's like, simulation when you act you know like there's all sorts of shit that you can get involved in you know she's talking about the chive though that's right right and so i'm i'm saying that you know we're speaking about our specific instance and when i'm referring to porn i'm talking about just a video or a movie or something like that i'm not talking about engaging in you know um cyber worlds or anything like that you know i just i don't and and that might and we'll get into our second topic that may be a piece of your your life i'm not here to judge at all i think it comes down to really looking at the differences between what is your insecurity and what is an actual viable threat to your relationship and Sometimes it takes a while to navigate that. But here's what I always come back to is I really feel, this is my personal opinion, but I really feel like there's very much a difference between my relationship with you and then who I am as a sexual being. Interesting. So, like, you know, we are at a point now where, you know, like you're watching a new show about Vikings and you're like, dude, I think you would totally love this guy on the show yeah like he's kind of a Hemsworth like you know and he'll he'll be like we have a joke about you gotta have a Hemsworth, gotta have a Hemsworth. there's a three movie. of them like there's you gotta have a Hemsworth <laughs> and and you're always like man that guy's a triple threat man he's he's good looking he's got a fucking accent right and, and he's rich and he's rich or he's got a great body but yeah. you can throw whatever else in there um, which I love that dialogue between the two of us, like that we're able to converse about that stuff. A lot of times that's the biggest issue in a relationship is that you can't actually be a human. Well, I think the other thing to mention here is, you know, you and I have built a level of trust. Right. We trust each other. And we've gathered evidence over almost two and decades. And we've gathered evidence for that trust. Where I don't know this person or what their trust level is. With maybe there's something in their past that gives her reason, right? Right. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if there's something that um, is keeping you from that, it's not an insecurity. That's an actual, you know, issue with the marriage or with the relationship. Right. Right. So that's where I would encourage you to look at. Is there evidence to support that he is disrespectful yeah. of you or is interested in other women um, in something more than just a visual? Sure. Um, that Then that is there's actual reason to feel that there might be distrust. Yeah. Because at the base of it, it's all respect mm-hmm. and trust. And then what we have to de- decipher individually is where is it a firm stance that we want to take 
And um, where is it an insecurity? So that was the other thing that I thought was really interesting that she had said in her first email was, I just want to know how I'm supposed to feel about this. Yes, right. And I feel like that's the same way. Like, how am I supposed to feel about God? How am I supposed to feel about ethics or anything else that's monumental? That's your own choice, you know, and your own thing to to navigate. Where it gets sticky is you might have a very strong conviction or a strong feeling about it that's rooted in insecurity. Mm -hmm. And that's yours to dissect. Right. Like for me, when I when I was so adamant, like I I was ready to break up with you right. when I found like this, it was like my, old school. She Playboy. found my porn stash. I found his porn stash, and I was like destroyed by it, and it was just laughable now because I'm like, let's go watch porn. You, you know, were like, also 19. I was very young, <laughs> but I felt so strongly about it. I felt very very convicted about it, and we had to kind of operate and navigate that particular area of our relationship at that time. And it's grown a lot. And for me, um, I had to really realize, and this took many, many years for me to realize, that men and women are really wired differently. And I think it's a disservice to our men personally to make them wrong for being sexual, more sexually, visually stimulated. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we're wired that way. And from a very, very early age, we tell men, like, don't do that. Don't look. Don't be disrespectful. Like, we, we kind of tell them to shut off a lot of sexuality and at the same time overstimulate them in our media. Well, here's another thing. Which is Just shitty. From a male perspective, and I don't know about other guys, but it seems like the consensus is that porn actually helps us be more sexually driven. Huh. So not that I want to be with that girl, but the act of watching that wa- makes me want it more. Yeah. Right? It gets me more involved in, oh, yeah, I'm going to get my wife right now. Yeah. You know, like it, it stimulates men more. Right. Right? Whereas if they're cut off from it and all we do is is the, the uh, I don't even know how to word it. Well, and I would almost think that it would feel um, like, and I don't know because I don't operate this way as as much, I guess, um, but I would almost feel like it's a really huge slap in the face to feel like, you think I don't care about you because of that? Right. Yes. You know, where it'd be like, how can you not get it? And right. it's like guy code and like guys get it. But again, when I started really embracing my own my own sexuality... And started looking at, what if this isn't a threat? What if I'm allowed to feel this way? And one of the things that was one of the most awakening um, experiences for me in my life was a show that I was involved in, uh, a theater show that I was involved in where, and if you were have been a part of the show, you may have heard me reference it, um, where I was in a G-string and a bra and I like stripped down on stage and it just there was a it's lot of stuff that thank you there was a lot of stuff that that brought up for me around being a sexual being and being gawked at and stared at but feeling like I was in control of it it was empowering it was very empowering right. for me and so I felt like sweet if you jerk off to me awesome like that has nothing to do with me so how does that help the girl with the chive, you know? Like- well, I think because there is a piece of like separating 
the difference between our sexuality and our relationship. Yeah. Okay. And there's definitely parts that cross over. Sure. But for me, like I, I, one of the things that I got really clear on from doing that show was I want that for you. I want you to be able to feel the freedom to look and not feel like there's like you're going to get a whipping or right. a chastising from me. Right. Also because not only because I want that freedom for you and again I know this is like a real woo woo like not a lot of people can wrap their head around that shit yet. <laughs> but I also want that for me. Right. I want to be able to like check out a Hemsworth or you know this viking or whatever. <laughs> right, right. And or talk about it with my girlfriends. And granted, I can talk about it with my girlfriends easier than with you. Like, I don't think we necessarily need to cross that over. Well, that's where the respect line is. That's a respect line. Right. Yeah. Like, is it Like, if hurtful? we talk about, like, you know, I talk about that Viking guy. But if you were like, oh, dude, I bet you he's got a huge dick. Or, you know, or said something like that, that'd be disrespectful. Like, I need him to bend me over. So right. Like, that's like, um. Yeah, you've crossed the line, let's right? Let's not go But there. being attracted to him and thinking that he's a good looking guy is not you know, scary to me. Right. And I don't feel not like disrespectful. it doesn't infringe on our relationship. Right. Now, all of this I have to underline again is after nearly two decades of a ridiculously healthy fucking marriage and right. communication. Yeah. So all of this, all of the progression of how we have dealt with this stuff has been cloaked in open communication. Like, we've conversed about all of this. Um, yep. And uh, as we'll talk about, in you know, when we talk about non-monogamy, we'll get into that as well. Um, but I think, really, there's a place for us to be a little more understanding and acknowledge hu- human sexuality, period. Not just for men, but also for women. Like, I don't want to feel guilty for being attracted to another man or woman. Like, I'm totally attracted to women as well. Me too. We, we always joke that I'm like a 60-40. Like, I'm like 60% <laughs> men. You know, I really am more on the man side. But but I'm very attracted to women too, you know. Um, so, but I don't want to feel like I'm not allowed or that that's wrong or that I need to apologize for it. But that doesn't equate my behavior necessarily in my marriage like you were saying like the respect um so my advice would be to have really open conversations about this you know and ask him like what's your perspective on it for most men it is so not that serious because it has nothing to do with how they feel about you right am i right no absolutely i think you know just to add, add on to that advice I would say to do it in a disarming way. Like you can having Like this a, is not a trap. Right. <laughs> I'm not trying to trap you. I really want to have an open discussion here. Here's how I'm feeling about it. Help me understand. Or, you know, right. whatever. But, you know, come from that angle instead of like, I don't understand this. Help me understand. Right, and right. like a real chastising. Right, or... how are you going to get somebody to open up if they if you come at them like that? I would even start by saying either if this is the person who wrote in, say like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to just come clean. I wrote in to this podcast that I listened to about how I feel about you looking at the chive and stuff, and um, and I'll be honest too, like. Well, let me finish that thought. And, you know, I wrote in and I got some advice and I just wanted to share what's been on my heart and that I've been 
thinking about this, mulling it over, probably far more than you would have ever given thought to. But because I love you and I want to grow our sexual connection and, um, you know, I, I would just love to have an open conversation and about this. And here's my part. Right. right? He, you know, open up with that. Here's yeah. my part. I think that, you know, my insecurities are getting in the way. Yep. But, you know, there's got to be a happy medium somewhere, you know, that kind of foster. Right. And and I really am not, um, like, I'm totally fine with you being attracted to somebody and stuff like that. If I was scrolling through your phone and there was all these, like, saved pictures from the chive or something, like, right. other people's asses and stuff like that, I'd be like... It, it still hits a pang. It totally, even though sure. I, I would qualify as this, quote, cool wife, I think. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that I actually do like porn as well. Yeah. So if you don't or you don't get it or whatever, I would also push you towards exploring your own sexuality. Like, do you feel totally liberated, totally peaceful in your own sexuality? What needs to move in that arena? What do you need to take care of for you to be sexually satisfied, to be fulfilled? Um, That'll help with that part of, um, I need to be the one for him. Right. right. You are. That's the thing. You are, and we're still human. Right. You know, I remember... Um, you were teaching a massage therapy class years and years ago and somebody had said, uh, have you ever been attracted to a client? And they thought they had kind of like caught you and you were going to squirm and you were like, of course. And they were <laughs> They're shocked. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> and you're like, I'm human. I'm not dead. Right. You know, I think we, we try to put ourselves into such a box like that we're not going to be attracted to you know, I don't know well I think the the thing to bring up with that is that uh, I have a professional boundary right right I know my boundaries right and I'm very clear with them right and I'm in a different role when I'm in and as a massage therapist right right than I am with my wife or when in our relationship or whatever and the same thing applies like mm -hmm. you have to know what your boundaries are in your relationship too right and then, you know, there's a whole nother world of addiction, like porn addiction sure. or sex addiction. Right. So, and there can be, so I fully believe because I've lived it, there can absolutely be a healthy relationship where porn's involved, either for one individual or for both of you at the same time or whatever. Um, but then I also think it can be what destroys marriage and yeah. takes it apart. Yeah. So a lot of that will come back to open communication between right. each other and that's where the huge vulnerability piece is is really owning where you're at with it that it just doesn't feel right and you and i would just be honest about it and say like i'm trying to figure out how can i be supportive of you you know or embrace this or that that's a part of the culture of that you grew up in or whatever right and still honor myself and deal with my own insecurities like there's a lot and I'll be honest it's not something that can be uncovered in a 30 minute fucking podcast yeah, sure. because a lot of people have sexual shame and issues from their own past about what sex means um, I definitely carried a lot of sexual shame into our relationship based off of my ex extremely conservative upbringing right. so we had to navigate that as well mm -hmm. you know um, so I think one of the, the big things is really doing your own work on worthiness and insecurity period yeah um 
whether or not it has to do with sexuality or not. And then also just being really open and speaking with your spouse. So if you are not the the person who wrote in to say, hey, I've been listening to this podcast and they had a really interesting conversation about, about porn or non-monogamy, which we're going to get into in a second. Um, so I would just love your thoughts. And the thing that men, men have been conditioned in our society to say whatever they think is going to appease the woman. (laughs) That's true. So they're going to say, no, babe, no, like, no, I don't even think about that. Like, it's it's just, and I've even had to tell you, you being such an incredibly evolved man, even things like, I genuinely want to know is this a poor outfit choice on my behalf? I'm not <laughs> right. I'm not saying do I look fat in this or is this an you know a poor option because right. it's a trap. Yeah. I it genuinely is. need your feedback. So it's been even even those sorts of, of stigmas where you're like no you don't I this is a trap. You can't say that. You have to say no, you look gorgeous no matter what. And it's yeah. like no, I actually need your opinion on this. Yeah. <laughs> because this is a poor choice. Um <laughs> Don't so, walk out of the house like this. So all of that to say, like, it might take some time till those conversations <clears throat> can be really candid. Yeah. Because we're not trained to be that way. That's true. You know? I mean, it's 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 really unfortunate. But I would I, – I do want to offer this too, and this might be a perfect segue into our next um, topic. I still do get a pang because – in a, a utopian perfect world, it would be only me that you ever think of, and it would only be me that you would ever be stimulated by. Right. And I'm sure the same. And vice versa. Same for sure. you, right? Yeah. That's not how it works, right? Our dog is snorting right now. <laughs> We're trying to eliminate the fart background noises. Now we have our dog snorting in the dog background. Snorts. Um, but so allow that to be the case. And realize, like, okay, of course that would be my ideal. And now what? Right. Now what? is And is the behavior problematic? Do you feel like the porn has become, like, an addiction where now your sex life is suffering because yeah, of it? Exactly. Like, there could be a ton of other elements, like sure. I said. There's a healthy way for it to supplement your relationship, and then there's a non-healthy way. So, um same goes for non-monogamy. But it go- it all comes down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like sometimes polyamorous couples have something figured out like way more than I do. That takes um, some serious non-jealousy. Yeah, which right? I think is almost a different level of personal development, in my yeah. opinion. Like I, I actually really admire it in a lot of ways. I'm not there because I can't stomach it yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm open. You know, we've been taught, we've talked a lot about relationship goals and sexual goals and like this year we were like hey maybe we should try tantric or like we're super open right to stuff like that we're not swingers we're not polyamorous we're none of that but we certainly don't chastise anyone who chooses that life um so let's let's transition this is another topic that came from another listener and and she wanted to wants to know about non-monogamous relationships. What do you think about them? I'm 29 and I've had two important uh, monogamous relationships with guys that were very in love with me, three years each. I was also very in love with them in the beginning, but after a while I started to feel trapped and bored to death and decided to break up. So she kind of just kind of goes on to say, I don't know, you know, relationships have always been difficult for me, but lately I've been thinking that society really imposes a right model on us. That's absolutely true. It's true. Because if you look back at um, different Native American societies um, or primitive tribes in in different countries, 
polyamory or polygamy was absolutely accepted on both ends. You know, women having multiple husbands or, you know, there was more accepted uh, understanding of this in different cultures throughout yeah. throughout the centuries that now if we look at our very stoic American culture over the last just 200 years, there's a very specific right or wrong to the point. I mean, we were even looking at um, what were we watching where they were, were talking about gay relationships or something and I was like god that was only like 50 years ago oh, yeah. and we're still struggling with that shit like really yeah so um well, we, you know here in the United States we live very puritanistic lives absolutely <clears throat> I mean the media and a lot of like um the things that we see on television are sexualized and sensualized um to the max now right but we still like in our private lives are fairly puritanistic still have that background yeah, yeah, and with that comes a lot of stigma and judgment. Right. And, you know, that's what I always feel strongly about is what we need is less judgment and what we could really use a lot more of an easy stepping stone to acceptance is curiosity. Yeah. Like, oh, that's interesting that that's your solution. Like, let's just be curious about one another. Not yeah. like by curious <laughs> although that's not a problem either well i don't think we should be living like caligula either you know right. like there's definitely a happy medium here i think it really does come down to what we were talking about just a second ago which is respect yeah and if you if you examine a lot of polyamorous and it, let's just explain that that is people who have more than one relationship it's not just swingers it's not just about sex it is usually that there's multiple relationships yeah that you care deeply for these different people um they're extremely respectful of one another they've got systems in place and mm-hmm. it it seems to be to work really really well um so, you know, she says, the thought of having sex with one person for the rest of my life makes me really sick, but I'm not really talking just about sex, more genuinely wondering whether our emotional needs can and should be satisfied by one person at a time. Um, so, you know, and so she's just kind of asking what our thoughts are on that. So I feel like, first of all, if you're single right now, oh my god experiment your life off you know like be safe and be healthy and all of those things like take care of your body be safe right but what if you got involved in a polyamory um community and just explored if this might be the solution for you um i really believe that there's a ton of right answers where you and i are at in our life like we've entertained the idea of threesomes we've talked about it at length um, we've dabbled, but ultimately our conclusion has been that doesn't feel right for us. Right. It doesn't feel right for us to have another man with us. It doesn't really feel right for us to have another woman. Um, I think we, we're just not at that place. We don't, it doesn't feel it's respectful. A, it's a great fantasy, but it's something that for us ha- should and has stayed there, right? Like the fantasy of it is great, but the actual act like steps over a boundary that you know, that you tie someone else's chemistry into the relationship and it just doesn't, it hasn't worked for us yet. Right. So exactly what I was talking about with the last concept, we just remain in very open dialogue about it. Right. And because we've nurtured that over years and years and years, we're able to have a genuine, honest discussion about stuff like that. We actually talked about it recently. Um, 
with a couple that we know. Like, is this something that we want to explore? I don't know. And we just converse. We're, we don't commit to having some sort of conclusion. Right. We're just kind of like, not now. It still doesn't feel quite right for us. Yeah. You know? Um, I so what's her question? Well, she was just saying, what do we think about non-monogamy? Just in general? Yeah. Like, what do you think about them? I think she's absolutely right. I think society puts major stigmas on it. My cousin, actually, we, we've talked about this, too, that, it, you know, I don't know. I can't say for sure we are designed to be only with one person. I can't. I don't know. I just think that it, it, um, it comes down to communication between the parties. And it comes down to respect. Right? Yeah. Like non-monogamy can be someone cheating on their wife, right? Or cheating on their husband, right? That's non-monogamous. Right. But there's there's no boundaries. There's no systems in place, right? right. Where a polyamorous couple uh, has a system in place or boundaries in place that, okay, this is your day. This is my day. Whatever it is. And and there's... there's um, They're both on board. Right. And everyone knows is on the up. Right. Right. So I think that is really at the bottom of whether monogamy works or not. Yes. Is the communication factor. Yes. End of the day. And I do think that there's something else that's uh, worth talking about here. That this is the first time in our society in the last handful of years, I would say, gosh, maybe the last 20 years or so, where we've really expected our spouses to be everything for us. Like in the 1950s, hmm. you marriage had a very specific role, right? So you didn't expect that your spouse was your very best friend and your lover and, you know, yeah. like all of these needs being met from your spouse. We've now transitioned into this place in modern culture where we expect our spouse to meet all of our needs, which I think in many cases is a very tall order. I feel quite fortunate that I have a lot of my needs met through my spouse. Why, thank you. I think that's possible. But I also feel like there's, you know, there's like my acting stuff that I get met elsewhere. Mm -hmm. There's, um, you know, I have a huge shopping issue and fashion, (laughs) (laughs) fashion bug. Shopping issue. You know, and you're great and you're respectful of it. You don't share it. Yeah, but I'm not like, oh, try this on. You know, that's just not me. No, but you'll be like, why don't you take, you know, we just went away and you were like, why not, I'm just going to go outside. Why don't you just shop? Take your time. You don't make me wrong, but it's also not... I'll find something to do. Yeah. Right. Um, the same way, like, if you wanted to still be jumping out of planes, like, I would not be wanting to do that. <laughs> yeah. You would need to get that need met <laughs> elsewhere. Exactly. So, I sometimes... And we actually... I did a pod about this when I had guests when you took a hiatus um, ages ago. Um, I'll put, I'll put that link in there, too, uh, with Gemma Stone. And she was talking about how... Um, we can get our needs met in different ways. Now, sexually, I think for most of us, we need our needs met sexually by our partner. Yeah. Um, but again, that's up for you guys to figure out. And I think what you were pointing to is like everyone's on the up. Yeah. Everyone understands what's happening. There's an agreement. And it's respectful. Exactly. That's the bottom line. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so to answer her question, I feel like there's a ton of right answers. I don't feel like I'm the one to decide based off of, you know, 200 plus years of Puritan living that I've been yeah. subjected to in this in this culture. Um, I think there's many cultures where it has worked out quite well. Yeah, um, and I think I misspoke. It's Puritanic, not Puritanistic. Oh, really? I might be wrong. Well, I think that there's it, Puritans were who 
No, I'm talking about this. Yeah, oh, I'm oh, talking oh. about the actual word for it. Oh, oh, oh. It's puritanic. Oh, well, we'll find, Google it. Google that shit. All right, Google that shit. Get on that, Mr. Smith. All right, so um, here's the other, the one final thing that I wanted to answer on this. The thought, she's, she had said, like, the thought of having sex with the same person makes me sick or um, I get bored and I feel trapped. That could be other shit. That could be you're attracting the wrong ones. Um, you're not investing enough of yourself. You're not being vulnerable enough. You're not connecting really richly. You're keeping people at bay so they're not able to give you what you need. So all of that to say, whatever you decide sexually is the right choice for you, that doesn't give you a free pass to ignore what you need to address. Mm -hmm. That doesn't give you a free pass to not address insecurities, um, uh, vulnerability issues. It's a big one. Right? Like you still, doesn't matter if you have multiple partners or not, like you still need to work on you. Right. Like why the fuck are you listening to the show? You know what I mean? (laughs) No, 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 I'm kidding. But By the way, it's puritanical. Puritanical. Yeah. What's that's just the word. what's just puritanistic? Well, puritanical is defined as very strict in moral or religious matters, often excessively so, rigid austere. Hmm. Hmm. Well, there you have it. Um so yeah, we, this is a long pot, so we need to wrap this up. But okay. um I think the bottom line really in both of these situations is to, again, a lot of the things that we talk about all the time is fucking speaking up. If we actually talked to the people who were involved in the issues that we have in our life yeah. instead of about them, we would be able to rectify this shit so much faster. That goes for both of the submissions. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Talk to the people who are involved. Be candid, be open, be vulnerable, knock your walls down, share where your insecurities are, discuss it openly and honestly, do it when you're not fucking wasted or charged yeah. up or wow. pissed. Exactly. You know, have healthy conversations and be open to, con- you know, just be open, you yeah. know, and then listen to your intuition and look at like, right now, that doesn't feel like the right answer for me, you know, or yeah. this feels like the right answer. So... Um, that's good. I yeah. wish I could tell you how to feel, but that's what you have intuition for. Um, Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So hopefully this was um, a little bit enlightening and, and somewhat helpful. And Heck yeah. Good uh, topic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And don't forget to swing by thejoyjunkie.com and pick up your very free, very awesome e-workbook on how to stand up for yourself without being a dick. Total free gift from me to you. You can get an audio book format as well. So I think that's it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Anything else? Nope. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.